Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quanshi, Shinnok, Sabrina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Doraicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Dan, Kenshi, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Mandalora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tractor, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, from The Last of Us 2 and Westworld, I've got my friend, actor Shannon Woodward. hey How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to have you here because this is another one of those special episodes where you really don't know what you're in for. Absolutely no idea. Yeah. You're a big gamer. You said that you've played some Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I used to play as a kid on my neighbor's like Genesis and just button mash my way through it. Great. I know the sounds mm-hmm. that they make still, but that's sure. about it. Oh, do you get, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's yeah. Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Look, finish we're off him. To, we're is, off yeah. to a great start. Yeah, so far I'm killing it. Yeah. <laughs> finish him is Mortal Kombat, correct? Yeah. You pass. Um, Come here is also Mortal Kombat. Yes, it is. And uh, and get over here. It really yeah, depends. oh, get over if you, here. Well, yeah. it's both. Sometimes you do a get over here, and then if you do it again, he'll throw in a Kamir. Right. And I believe in the movie, he also throws in a Kamir. So, qualifies. <laughs> Got one right. Um, well, I'm very excited to talk about the character we're going to talk about today, because he is uh, a A-plus dumb Mortal Kombat character, and I adore him. Quite literally a character that was inspired by a toy that one of the creators had when they were a child, um, which is just a great way, I think, to... to to ideate uh, a character who will exist in an IP for like 25 years. Yeah, it'd be like it was uh, my childhood stuffed animal. Yeah. Yeah, Keatsy, my doll, is going to end up in some IP later. <laughs> oh, that'd be tight. Everyone look out for Keatsy, the doll. I don't even know where that name came from. I just remember it hurt. that was its name, Keatsy. For a second, I thought you were saying you didn't know where the name came from and it was not the name of a toy that you had. And oh, I was no, gonna it say, was. Like, it's insane that Keatsy is a name that came off the cuff for you. Yeah, no, Keatsy really was the name. And I just think like, I mean, it sounds good in a fantasy IP world. Be like, you know, Keatsy, right? Yeah, Keatsy, the, the mage? warrior yeah. mage elf. <laughs> Um, do you think you were just like a big Michael Keaton fan as a kid? And Is there a Keatsy Michael Keaton reference? Oh, because well, Ke- Keats, yes. Keaton. Maybe, no, I was really into Keats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. What about Shelley? Uh, not so much? Not so much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, because your knowledge of Mortal Kombat is so limited, I think we will start uh, from the very, very, very beginning of, of the franchise's lore. But before we do, uh, there's a prompt... Every episode, a question I like to ask my guests, it changes every season. Uh, since you don't know, the seasons in the show are based on the new characters that were introduced in each game. This is season three, so we're talking about the characters that appeared in uh, Mortal Kombat 3 for the first time. And in looking at them, I said to myself, is there a theme that ties these characters together? And uh, there is. It's a theme of reinvention. All of the characters that appeared in Mortal Kombat 3 at some point reinvented themselves, had a form of rebirth. So I ask you, Shannon, 
Has there been a point in your life when you've reinvented yourself? Hmm. I don't think so, actually. I don't think I, I mean, but, you know, ideally I'm still young. It could could really be happening now. Who knows? You know what? I like the idea of a perspective. Like if you were to reinvent yourself, what do you think the likeliest Shannon 2.0 would be? After the conversation about coronavirus we had earlier, I feel like uh, a survivor. <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting. I think if I were to totally reinvent myself and if I got... It's hard for me to imagine a version of my life where I get out of entertainment. Um, sure. Mostly just because I spent my whole life working here. But so you're thinking pivot to vaudeville. Well, but I also have a tech company. Oh. And, they, and my dad uh, wrote this program called OS2 and I grew up like at IBM with my dad. Like, I think there's a version of like Shannon 2.0 at like 45 who's like, meh, maybe I'm done with this and like just shift full time into tech. I, but who knows? I don't think I knew that you had a tech company. That's a whole conversation. But Whoa. I'll tell you later. But okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, maybe Have you that's heard of like- Tesla? <laughs> Yeah, you've heard of Apple, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's my little, it's my okay. my side hustle. That's cool. <laughs> okay, so tech entrepreneur. Yeah, maybe maybe that's, that, I, could, right. I could see myself enjoying that world. Right, and in, in that iteration of Shane, you're like, you're at the keynotes, you're... Uh, I'm definitely keynote speaking, and I'd like okay. to believe that people really like my keynotes They're because I have it. good timing. <laughs> what, like, sector of technology would you be in, in that... Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in, um, tech that brings people off their phones and back together. So I think there's okay. a lot of, uh, that's a broad scope. I'm not even sure what the lingo is. Augmented for what that is. reality. Mm, I don't know about AR, but, yeah. but certainly there's an element of some of that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think there's a lot to explore with, uh, tech and human connection okay. uh, rather than replacing it, but Anyway, I think that's that's kind of an interesting field to to work in. It is fascinating, and the character that we're going to talk about today could really use something that could bring people together. Because unfortunately, someone who spends a lot of his time uh, dividing dividing no. people. Today, we're going to be talking about a, a person who is of of himself already uh, two two pieces that don't quite fit together, smushed together. We're going to talk about Mataro. Uh, who is a centaur. So he's a Sagittarius. He's a Sagittarius. I am too. So this is perfect. Hell yeah. Hey, as a Gemini, I totally understand being two different things, forced to live in the same body. Just a centaur is a, a man and a horse uh, put together. Specifically, he's a centaurian, which is a Mortal Kombat iteration of centaurs. He's got a uh, horse body. He's got man torso. So typical centaur shape you know of, but he's also got like ram's horns yeah. on his head. And then like a metal tail. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And he was a playable character? He initially was a boss that you could not play as, but you could fight against. Okay. Who was known to be like the hardest character to fight in like any Mortal Kombat game. I mean, he could even really mess you up with his tail, it sounds like. I mean, he's super strong. He's super fast. He can mess you up with his tail. He's got energy blasts. He can teleport. He can reflect projectiles. Uh, He's a great warrior. Nice. Yeah, that's kind of... Proud uh, to be a centaur right now. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately for centaurs in the world of Mortal Kombat, uh, life is hard, Mm. and a lot of it is spent trying to prove that they are great warriors, despite the fact that they're clearly acclimated to uh, battle. Right. Just based on biology. I'm also not super clear on, like, if his metal tail is a biological thing, 
or if it was like an elective surgery he yeah. got in like tijuana he's like the only centaur you pretty much ever see you just know that there's like a whole race of them right so it's hard to say like do they all have metal tails is it just like a, a weapon thing he does use it to channel energy okay and blast like lasers so he blasts lasers yeah from the tail yeah but the thing with centaurs is like they uh can they can use magic already i'm just learning so much about my Kombat. people that's so crazy yeah. <laughs> i had no idea i had a tail like this this is wild yeah you know and sometimes you could use it to like channel energy or just wow. like ground yourself that's great self-care yeah <laughs> and i think one of my favorite things that i read while like doing my due diligence about this character is that he uh is so strong he could punch or kick someone and send them flying like 20 30 feet which oh, is wow. like a specific number that got yeah, called Yeah, it's very out. specific. And three yeah. times as far as spit goes from a sneeze, which mm-hmm. I've learned in all this coronavirus time. Oh, no, wait. So how many feet is it? Ten. Ten. Ten feet. If somebody sneezes, spittle can go ten feet, and then it okay. falls. So if you see anyone sneeze, immediately look at them with suspicion and I mean, anger. bring a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> You're not safe without a measuring tape. Shit. Uh, well, yikes. Um. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> But uh, before we dive into Mataro's life story, I want to just give you a slight base of knowledge so you can understand kind of where he's coming from, what the roots of the Mortal Kombat uh, mythology is. So just real quickly, let's jump back to um, the Dawn of Time. Um, <laughs> at the... Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So the Dawn of Time, there was the one being. Okay. Essentially God, a massive celestial being existing in a negative space that existed alongside nothing but had the ability to create whatever it wanted. Mm -hmm. The one being created the Elder Gods because it decided that it wanted to create um, reality and have something to control just as God, whatever iteration of God you want to believe in, if you believe in any, but uh, (laughs) uh, decided to create life. So the, the one being creates life, creates the Elder Gods. The Elder Gods, uh, or and also the Titans, but they won't really matter much for Mataro's story and they won't really come up. Uh, the Elder Gods, in turn, create um, these gods, these sort of sub-gods. Demigods? Demigods, but they just call them gods in the world of Mortal Kombat because right. there's also demigods that are the product of gods and, and people. people. Okay. So there's like a whole hierarchy. Right. So it's like, you know, one how being... Many gods, how many Elder Gods were there? Um, I think traditionally you see like seven or eight whenever okay. you check in on the Elder Gods. Not a ton. And then how many gods are there? Uh, I guess one would assume uh, hundreds, maybe thousands. Oh, wow. Because what happened was the Elder Gods... Sorry. <laughs> just slammed the table with Sorry excitement. About that. How many gods? Um, thousands? <laughs> Jiminy <Lord>. Cricket! <laughs> Um, the Elder Gods, in typical uh, fashion, decide, hey, fuck this one being guy. Why does he get to tell us what to do? Let's create these weapons called the Kamidogu Daggers. And let's just stab that dude and just hack him into bits. It's so crazy. I had the same idea. Right? Yeah. You ever was... think about God and like, I don't know, we just made some Yeah, I'm like, well, let's make some Kobadoobie-Dibie daggers and yeah. get at him. <laughs> just hack that dude up. I don't like these rules. Make some little one being chunks. And... Set- uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they decided to do. They hacked the one being the uh, 100, 1,000, a million pieces. We don't know. And those pieces became the realms, uh, which you, a more common parlance would be dimensions. Okay. So one of those realms was Earth Realm. So let's say Earth Realm is like, uh, I don't know, the one being's like pinky toe. Okay. 
Yep, got it. Um, but there are a bunch of realms. There was the Earth realm. There was Edenia, which was a realm where people who could use magic and stay young forever and were beautiful lived and, you know, basically wizards. Mm-hmm. There's a realm of lizard people uh, called the GOP. No, called... Uh, I was going to like the reptilians. They uh, were called the Saurians. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they, all, they all wear saris? Uh, no, I think like dinosaur. Oh, Saurians. I see. Oh, Saurians. Yeah. Okay. But they were also called Zaterans because I think their realm was called Zaterra. It changes up. Okay. There was a realm of vampires. There was a realm uh, called the Nether Realm that's basically hell. Okay. But like a whole dimension. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So demons are like, well, this is just life. Time to go to work. I live here. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a realm of half dragon people called the Shokan. And there was a realm of centaurians. Okay. So everyone, you know, gets their own realm. Any creature you can imagine pretty much can be filed away in their very own realm. Right. And the elder gods were like, cool. So we're going to like control all these realms. We get to be bosses. It's going to be cool. Um, but a couple things need to happen first. One, we'll make demigods that we're going to call gods because there's also demigods. Uh, yep. <laughs> we're going to make little gods. And those gods will each get one of these realms to kind of like, you know, ground level you know, just be sort of a senator for... Yeah, you're, you're governor of this realm. Yeah, 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 realm governors. So they make those... Realms rights. <laughs> yeah, if you're familiar with uh, Raiden... Yeah, he, yeah. He's with it, he has the God. cool hat. Yeah, he's got the little hat. He's yep. got a little lightning. Electricity. The yeah. God of Thunder. Yeah. He's, he's, our, he's our God. Yep. Um, there's a whole bunch of them. I don't know who the centaur God oh, is. Oh, so he's the Earth, he was fun. the Earth God. Yeah, he's the Earth realm God. Um, so they make all these gods, and then they're like, one more thing... I guess after time, once life started springing up on these realms, inevitably they would become aware that there were other realms and then they would try to conquer the other realms Mm -hmm. and merge them together because that's what people do, right? Yeah. But in like a bigger like galaxy brain way of thinking about it, the one being was trying to will itself back together again. Mm -hmm. But in like a small scale, it was like Hitler trying to like conquer everyone or like Alexander the Great trying to take over the world. Right. So uh, the elder gods were like genius here's what we're gonna do to stop that from happening we institute a mortal combat tournament if a realm wants to merge with another realm they got to beat it in 10 fighting tournaments in a row makes sense it does and each realm will have its own chosen warriors Mm -hmm. that are they're born maybe they don't even know but they're the ones who get to fight in the tournament and the gods will kind of be the referees or the people that are like the coaches i guess saying like all right let me round up my chosen warriors do one of these mortal combat tournaments yada 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 so that was established, right? Hundreds, thousands of years pass. And Shao Kahn, who uh, you may or may not remember. I or do know remember name. the name. Yeah, he was the bad. He was like kind of the big bad. He was like the emperor uh-huh. of the like Mortal Kombat games. Okay. Um, so his whole thing was he was the god that was assigned to this realm called Outworld. Okay. That used to be really beautiful, lush, gorgeous, wonderful place. He uh, said, oh, fuck being the god. I don't want to be the emperor. I want to, on ground level, control these people and enslave them and do whatever the hell I want. So he kills like the emperor. He takes over. And then he starts conquering realms one after another. And so Outworld gets super climate changed. It becomes horrible. Deserts, purple skies, nuclear radiation, all oh, sorts wow. of shit. Yeah. But then also uh, he, you know, is conquering all these realms and forcing the realm to be this like melting pot, I guess, of all of these different species. So like the lizard people live there now, the dragon people live there now, the centaurs live there now, and Outworld is just expanding, expanding, expanding. So the Mortal Kombat games are about him trying to conquer Earth. Mm-hmm. The first of the games is like the 10th tournament against Earth. It was okay. like, if we lose... That's it. That's it. Outworld gets us. 
see there's stakes here man yeah it's like it's really good writing uh it stakes um but uh as he was conquering different species and then going on to try to conquer different realms um a rivalry broke out between the shokan who are half human half dragon if you know goro is i don't know that i do actually Basically, they're like nine feet tall. They got four arms. They got oh, three I little do. sausage I fingers. I remember this. Yeah. Yep. So that's the Shokan. And then it's there's... It's the Machamp of... Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Machamp, a, a brutal ripoff yeah. of Goro and the Mortal Kombat 100%. franchise. 100%. Disgusting. Damn. Shots fired. Dude, Pokemon, fucking look out because eventually Mortal Kombat guys are going to find out about you and they're going to sue. Uh, I would like to play Mortal Kombat versus Pokemon. <laughs> That'd be tight. Someone should be... make that happen. Tight, 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 tight. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, Ed Boon, the like guy who's who cr- was one of the co-creators of Mortal Kombat, who still runs those games, mm-hmm. says like, anytime Smash Bros. wants to include like Scorpion or Sub Zero, they're more than welcome to. And all I can think is like, no, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> it's yeah, never man. ever. Come for my Mewtwo. Like, I mean, on the one hand, I guess I didn't think Solid Snake would ever sh- show up in those games. <laughs> In Smash, but uh, I don't know. Scorpion Sub-Zero seems like another step too far. Yeah. Yeah, at least like, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard because like, I don't have like a, an emotional attachment, I think, to those characters. However, it is like wild for me to, the crossovers are wild sometimes. When, like, yeah. Anyway, Machamp, let's do this. I say, yeah, get Machamp, get Scorpion, put him in a squared circle. Let's see what happens. I always wondered, by the way, if it was Machamp, <laughs> like my champ, but like Machamp. I probably. But I've been saying Machamp, and I actually so realize I. I so rarely ever say Pokemon names out loud <laughs> that I'll say it, and like a friend will be like, "That's not how you say that." And I'm like, "Well, that's how I say it in my head." I mean, we're also of the Machamp. generation where like it's like 150 words that we decided on the pronunciation of when we were like eight years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there were several words I could not read at that age. You're like Pikachu. Yeah, I often think about how when I was in elementary school. Um, there was like, I guess like in third or fourth grade, you'd get a dictionary and that would be like your textbook that you carried around school. And when I was in like first or second grade, I saw the kids walking around with that book all the time. And the way that they printed the word dictionary on the cover was D-I-C, new line, T-I-O-N, new line, A-R-Y. So for like a year, I was like, boy, I can't wait to read that book by that guy, Dick Tyon Airy. <laughs> That's really, really funny. He seems like a really, he must be a cool author. Everyone's reading that book. That's very cute. Yeah. And then I got it and I was like, oh, this is a dictionary. I'm an idiot. Yeah. And you're like, oh, also, this is a really boring read. Yeah, um, dumb as shit. This is not a good book. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, moral of the story, I'm an idiot and uh, it's probably pronounced Machomp. Uh, Machomp just sounds funnier to me, but yeah. maybe it's. Machomp. Well, isn't it? There's how's what's the evolution? It's machop. Machop. Machoke. Machoke and machamp, right? Right. So I guess it probably is machamp. Yeah, that's what it is. Machamp. Yeah, because they already got the op, o, in chop. Yeah, hmm. I think it's machamp. Oh, Shannon Woodward exposed. Damn it! <laughs> Another failure of the day. Yeah. Well, hey, at least you're not Motaro. <laughs> True. Dude. Yeah, so what's happening with his arms? So uh he's got normal arms, um, but basically like Shao Kahn is conscripting all these people into his army as mm-hmm. each as he because like once you beat someone in ten tournaments, you still have to storm your whole army into their realm. 
and conquer them physically on the ground. Right, naturally. Naturally. So he's been building like an army of his own, which now includes like, oh, there's ninjas, there's sorcerers, there's wizards, there's centaurs, and there's dragon arm guys. And he's such a cruel emperor that like rivalries basically ensue among his army because they're like, the better he thinks of our people, the better we're going to be treated. So the centaurs and the shokan have been basically in a feud for hundreds of maybe thousands of years where the centaurs are always trying to prove that they're better warriors than the shokan and the shokan are always trying to prove they're better warriors than shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. um motaro obviously as a centaur is like i fucking hate the shokan those guys suck they're scumbags we're better warriors than they are and i just want dad i mean fuck i mean shao Kahn to notice that we're really cool and strong so that he will not hit us with like whips mm-hmm. um and starve us i'd like food yeah, yeah. Uh, especially as a horse, we put away a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they are also nine feet tall. Uh, mm. so Mortal Kombat lore went out of the way to make the dragon guys and the centaur guys the same height. So their rivalry is legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, can you imagine if horses were nine feet tall? I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I'm like five, three. So everything seems nine feet tall to Fair. me. But yeah, that would be wild. It'd be fucked up. It'd be, honestly, I, I don't think we'd be riding horses. Yeah. We would be, uh, well, horses would probably be doing their... Yeah, they'd probably be riding us. Yeah, they, they'd but be like using us skates. as shoes or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we were on the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah, I guess a horse would be like almost twice your height at that point. So I... just imagine that that's Motaro's. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... This rivalry has been going on and uh, all of a sudden it takes a horrible turn for the centaurs because Goro, the prince of the Shokan, um, you know, Shokan's been trying to stop Earth for a long time and it hasn't been going well mm-hmm. at all. And then finally he gets Prince Goro ready to fight. He's like, you're going to be my champion in this Mortal Kombat tournament. Get in there. And Prince Goro kills Earth's champion, Cold Blood, this guy, the great Kung Lao. Goro snaps his neck, murders him. And all of a sudden, Shao Kahn is like, Goro, you are my dude. I love the Shokan. Centaurs fucking suck. And he starts punishing the centaurs and then giving the Shokan everything they want. Um, and Goro just starts steamrolling Mortal Kombat tournaments. He gets through nine of them in a row, effortlessly killing their champions. And the whole time, Motaro's like, fuck, this sucks. I don't know what I'm going to do. Goro's so strong. Shao Kahn's not even giving me my shot. He's not even putting me in the uh the tournament i think probably motaro's like a guard at like his jail at this point okay life sucks for poor motaro we're at a low point dark night of the soul until goro uh eats shit at the 10th tournament it's literally like the do or die tournament goro goes in there all confident shao khan's like time to conquer another realm and uh this dude lu kang who is by all accounts just like a shaolin monk he's just like a really good fighter uh whoops goro's ass um wins the tournament, basically forces Shao Kahn to, by the rules, essentially have to start over. And it's been like 500 years getting through these 10 tournaments. Yeah. Um, And it sucks. And Goro also disappears. I don't know if he's alive or dead. The island where they were having this tournament like collapses into the ocean. Oh, wow. So Goro's out of the picture. Shao Kahn's livid. Now he hates the Shao Kahn. And Motaro's like, this is my moment. This is it. This is this everything's is my coming up, Motaro. I'm gonna have to do ten tournaments, but let's get into it. Yeah, he's like, five hundred years is nothing. Yeah, centaurs live. I don't know how long it hasn't been addressed. So, right. at least five hundred years, naturally. So, so he's ready. He's ready to. So he gets put in. 
Uh, almost. I think like Shao Kahn is like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get like the second strongest Shokan in there. This guy Kintaro, mm-hmm. uh, who is like, he's not only a half man, half dragon, but he's got tiger fur, which actually makes him like a second class citizen to the dragon people. So it's not that great. Really? But I mean, it sounds chic as hell to me. I know, right? Like, imagine if you had four arms and dragon fur. I mean, I think that's pretty much like the new Von Dutch line. <laughs> <laughs> Von Dutch. Think about it. Um, never forget. Hashtag never forget <laughs> Kintaro. <laughs> uh, yeah, he like Shao Kahn does some some bullshit. He tries to do a do-over tournament. He throws Kintaro in there. Kintaro also gets his ass kicked. So Shao Kahn's like, all right, fuck all of this. Motaro, I'm putting you in there. No more tournaments. He comes up with this insane cockamamie scheme where he like has his dead wife, uh, he has her corpse like dragged over to Earthrealm and then resurrected on like Earthrealm territory, which makes like the whole system collapse and all of a sudden like he's able to just invade Earth and uh, he eats everyone's souls except for the like 10 chosen warriors on Earth. Oh, wow. And so he's like, Motaro, I don't need you to fight in a tournament. What I need you to do is be the head of my extermination squads. You're going to go to a little place called the United States of America. <laughs> and you're going to lead uh, these death squads. And you're going to basically like hunt through every major American city um, and find these heroes and kill them. Okay. And so Motaro does that. He, he goes to like Manhattan. He, he goes to Poughkeepsie and he's like. <laughs> he's like, that's oh, kind of nice. I can see me raising a family here. He's like, the pastures are not bad. Wow, chilies. What's that? <laughs> um, never been to Poughkeepsie. I don't know if they have a chilies. I'm assuming they do. I'd imagine. Yeah. An Applebee's at the bare minimum. <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Um, specifically, the like kill that is Motaro's crowning achievement is uh, a... <laughs> The biggest movie star in Hollywood, Johnny Cage. Oh, wow. Who just happens to also be one of Earth's chosen warriors. Motaro kills him, which is like huge because Johnny Cage uh, was the la- like the last person to see Goro. He was like beating Goro up when the island collapsed. And most people assume like, yeah, he's the guy that killed Goro. Motaro slays him. So great, like, what- It's great for Motaro's cred. Yeah. Also, like, I like to imagine he shows up in his death squad and looks around and sees, like, all these billboards that are, like, Johnny Cage is ninja mime and is, like, well, this is going to make my job a lot easier. I know exactly what this guy looks like right. now. His face is everywhere. Probably, it's also crazy movies are still coming out when all this is going down. There are death squads on the loose. They probably, like, canceled the release date, I guess. Just never changed the billboards. Yeah. It's just, like, Fair. things were left the way they were. It's, like, I am legend, I think, at this point. is right. like, what the world is like. Everyone's gone. We'll give it a few weeks. We might find out. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon, uh, Earth post Outworld invasion, but uh, Earth for real in the year 2020. Right. <laughs> Who? Um, so, <laughs> so Shao Kahn is like, Motaro, you are my dude. I love you. Centaurs, have some food. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They've been waiting for 500 years for dinner. Yeah. Motaro is like hyped. He's like, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. I always wanted to be the centaur that brought the centaurians back to their, I don't know, did we have glory, former glory, new glory? Unknown. It's a really long memoir title, but you know. Yeah. It's good. Motaro, the centaur that brought uh, his people, is the centaurians back to their former glory. Or. or- <laughs> 
you get the, you or get current glory. Going. I don't know. I don't know. Has been established. Anyway, um, cool guy. Yeah, lots of feet. <laughs> I would really love to see a memoir by a centaur. Just the cover alone, I feel like would be great. Is I he would holding like a to book call in it like too many feet. <laughs> <laughs> too many feet, or just enough feet. I like to just say. I like to say all dogs have too many feet because, you know, they put them in piles. And I'm just like, it's true. there's too many. You have too many feet. It's far too many. So I just think it would be a great memoir title from any animal, really. Too many sure. feet. You could also go with, like, learning to walk on my own four feet. <laughs> learning to trot. Right. Backwards a, and over hoofs. A centaurian memoir. Yeah. I like it. I don't hate it. It's got there's something there. Anyway. It's, it's not nothing. Motaro, um... Being an enthusiastic underdog type gets even more uh, emboldened and militaristic. He's like, hey, this rules. Tell you what, not only am I going to keep doing the death squad thing and looking for Earth's chosen warriors, but because I really feel like we're winning, I'm winning right now, I'm going to punish any of Shao Kahn's guys that I see screw up. So he's just a total asshole now. No one really likes Motaro. He's just going around being a dick. And specifically, uh, there's this earth mercenary named kano mm-hmm. who literally was like hey shao khan i'll sell you some like guns and missiles oh wow uh if you like let me join the outworld team and shao khan's like yeah sure i'm a wizard but i guess guns sound good the rules just really change a lot you know yeah there's a I like you're like oh it's spells we've got mm-hmm. dragon people we got lizard people we got centaurs yeah. we have sonia we've mm-hmm. got we've got machamp we've yeah. got all and then they're also like, do you want to nuke or no? Yeah. All right. It's the rules of engagement are really shaky when you have like our normal earth stuff that already existed. Mm-hmm. Plus any fantasy thing you can imagine could just be its own realm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that said, Motaro's walking around one day and he hears, ah, splat. And he looks over and Kano just got kicked off of like a skyscraper by Sonya Blade. Mm-hmm um who you mentioned before yeah was basically just like a cop she's yep. like x-files but dimensions instead of aliens got it and so uh motaro sees kano like dead splatter on the ground and is like no you know what i'm shao khan's dude no one gets to die on shao khan i'm gonna use magic to resurrect this guy just so shao khan can punish him <laughs> so motaro gets like all distracted like basically doing spells over this like dead australian mercenary lying in like the street in new york okay and uh because he lets his guard down and i will say again this is so goofy but this is canon because motaro lets his guard down doing magic shiva who is a shokan as well Okay. Who resents the centaurs, of course, because Goro's gone and Shokan have fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. She sees Motaro doing his magic stuff and is like, hmm. And just sneaks up and goes, pow, 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 and just like stabs him to death. And he dies? And murders Motaro. That's it. Motaro seemingly bleeds out on the streets of New York. Wow. And that's it for mataro or is it dot 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 uh, question mark resurrected i'll let you know in just a brief moment because it's time for a word from our sponsor acre gold acre gold what is it you ask well i'll tell you acre is a subscription but not just any subscription you're not just sending them some money and getting a box of junk 
you don't need that eventually winds up like in your office, but then takes up too much space at your office and gives you a bunch of anxiety. And then you worry that your coworkers hate you because you have so many Funko Pops. Uh, it's not that. That's not what Acre is. Acre is a different kind of subscription. You send Acre $50 a month and you set it and forget it. Or $30 a month. There's a $30 option now. Uh, every month they just take that money out of your bank account. You don't worry about it. It's gone. But Galaxy Brain, this is actually a good thing because you're not just losing that money. That money's going somewhere. You are getting a stash. A stash of what? Gold. Real gold. Acre is basically uh, giving you stock in gold. You're saving up money with them. So you put $50 away one month, $50 another month. You got $100, $50 another month, $150. Eventually, you have put enough money down that you now own a 2.5 gram bar of gold, which they then discreetly ship to you uh, printed as a beautiful Acre branded gold bar. It shows up in great packaging. Uh, you're going to love it. And best of all, it's actual gold, so what you're doing is you're investing in something that actually gains monetary value over time, which we have seen happen throughout literally most of human history. <laughs> uh, so that's something. That's good if you're if you're looking to play the long game. Uh, they got great customer service. They got great packaging. You can cancel your subscription anytime. You can change your subscription at any time. If you want to switch to $30, maybe you want to switch to $50. I don't know. You got options. If you want to find out more about Acre Gold, just go to getacregold.com slash mortal. Or you can click the link that's in our show notes and you can start your Acre Gold subscription today. Anyway, that's it. Thank you, Acre Gold. Thanks for sponsoring today's show. Back to Mortaro's story. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, do you have any opinions on gold, <laughs> Shannon? I mean, I'm for it. Okay. I'm for Pro gold. gold. Yeah, it seems cool. Seems like a good idea. Good investment, you know? Yeah. I, I don't have any myself, but... I, I he assume and hear that it's one of the heaviest metals that there is. I've heard that too, yeah. And that's cool. That's pretty... That's rad. That's cool about gold. That's what we want from our metals. Weight. Weight, yeah. That's how you know it's worth something. Weight, shine. How did people decide what metals were worth money and what weren't at the beginning of... This seems like a wiki hole you could really get into. Yeah, and I'd like to, but I I'll also feel like somebody listening has definitely already done it. And yeah. I don't want them to be like, oh, that's a terrible guess. They're just sitting in the car yelling as they're on their commute. Like, no, it's because of gold's luster. Yeah, it's the luster. The and ancient Egyptians. I actually have no idea, but this is a very interesting... Yeah. Yeah. It's probably something I'll Google like one later. day later. Maybe yeah. I'll just email Acre Gold and say like, you guys know how gold got to be worth money? That could be your next ad for them. You had to look that up, right? It <laughs> <laughs> seems like important research for you to have done. See, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Last we saw Motaro, or was he Shannon? Motaro had just been shanked while he was distracted magicking on a corner uh, <laughs> street in New York City. He was he was hatefully magicking as well. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't it was for spite a good magic. cause. It was for spite. And and so uh, a lady walks up and she's like, "Are you kidding me?" And mm -hmm. it's basically like she found baby Hitler and was like, "I mean, I'm going to do the right thing." Yeah. Yeah. And she just gutted him like a like a centaur, like a centaur. fish. Yeah. Like a man a fish man. And you were saying merman, is I guess he is, dead or word for that. not? So we were at a cliffhanger. Is whether or not he was going to get magically resurrected. I mean, like, do you want to take a guess? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, he's alive. It's not even that he magically got resurrected. Pretty much, like, 
<laughs> this is what happens. Nobody knew where the heart was on the horse. I guess so. Yeah. I guess I don't know where a heart it's is. It's like on hard the horse. to know where to stab it. Well, Do you know? it's, he had, well, there's the human torso and then oh. the torso, horse torso. Oh shit, that's a good point. So I'm not really sure where their organs fall. You would assume it's where the human heart is because yeah. we're narcissists, but right. No, but, not 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 clear to me. Right, because in theory, like a horse. Look, I don't know horse anatomy, and now the, a different person's yelling in their car. Yeah, it's like, come on, you know where a centaur heart is. It's above their back left hoof. <laughs> um, well, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming a horse's heart is somewhere below the neck, so he's got all those parts. Yeah. So like, yeah, where where is his heart? Yeah, unclear. I don't know. So maybe yeah, maybe she stabbed him where she assumed the centaur heart was. It didn't work. Regardless, basically what happened was Mataro like lied on the ground, bleeding in a ditch. Uh, and in that time, taxi cab. This has never been addressed, but this is what I assumed happened. Yes, because Shao Kahn was defeated once again by that Liu Kang guy. Mm-hmm. Was forced out of our realm. Every person returned to Earth, and. I assume a bunch of people at like a hot dog cart look down and there's just a fucking centaur like bleeding out on this the is street. Like, like a cab, a cabbie be like, come on, get out of the road. You fucking centaur. The fucking centaur's in the way. I'm, I'm driving here. I'm cabbing over here. <laughs> yeah. Bicycle, ding, ding, ding's going off. Yeah, yeah, he gets up and looks around and is like, well, I'm a fish out of water. Long story short, he figures out how to get back to Outworld. Um, which he needs a subway map. He gets a subway map. He gets on the subway. They're like, no horses in here. He's all just distraught. He has to walk it. No one will let him ride one of those fun rickshaws because he's too big. Mm -hmm. Maybe he spends some time as a rickshaw guy. Maybe he becomes a police horse. Anyway, eventually he figures out how to get back to Outworld, which I believe canonically the only way he would have had is that the U.S. government figured out how to make portals. Okay. And there, it feels like there's a story there. Yeah, that seems like its own side story. Mutaro had to have like broken into like a government facility. Just just really galloping through the CIA office. Yeah, how does one do stealth when they've got when you got clip cloppy hooves? It doesn't seem to me like he does stealth. Yeah. So you probably well, just... horses also like can't they like not lie down? Yeah, no, they no, they they can. Unless they're really ill or they something. They can they can lie down. I, okay. I I know this because I saw a horse do it. Once. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Maybe the horse is ill. Though. I was I under check. the impression that if they are lying down, it's like a bad sign because it's like yeah. hard for them to get back up. But I also maybe made this up. I think I've seen a horse get up from they sitting. They certainly can't crouch is what I'm getting no. at. <laughs> yeah, I guess the most likely thing was like, I don't know, some CIA dudes were hanging out like talking shit and on their computers. And all of a sudden a horse burst and was like, I am Motaro. I must return to our world. Ah, it just started running through the hall, like knocking people's Funko pops off mm-hmm. of their cubicles. Um, yeah, that's and finds the portal and just leaps through and just jumps through. And then hopefully ended up in Outworld. If that's like the realm they were, they were fucking with. At He's that like point. reading the signs. Not this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to go to, uh, Shokan realm. This is the Detroit portal. I'm not trying to go to Detroit realm. <laughs> I'm not trying to go to uh, Avatar, Avatar land, the Navi realm. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's the plant? Pandora. Yeah, Pandora. Yeah, I'm not That's trying right. to go see Awa. <laughs> <laughs> the port, a building full of portals. Yeah. Who knew? Anyway, do you ever gets- see this stuff? You just hear about. You read about. Well, it. you know, you know that the you do see that the. Earth people have their portal to different realms. You don't see Motaro 
clip clop it on through it. Okay. So I don't know that how That would be we... a little silly. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's just like the next time we see Motar, we just don't see him for a minute. And the next time we see him... He got back. He's in Outworld. Yeah. Basically, what happened is, so Shao Kahn deposed. Okay. Weakened to a point where he's in hiding. No one knows where he is. And all the realms that he had incorporated are now basically unmerging, able to go be their own realms again. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, in theory, the centaurs and the Shokan are free. An exciting time. They could just go off and do their own thing. They go to war. Oh. <laughs> they immediately go to war uh, with each other because they are idiots because racism is really strong because they were like all we do is war yeah so we're just gonna war again it's been thousands of years since we were free we know war much better than we know freedom makes sense we're gonna do the war thing instead right and so they do that um until katana who is shao khan's adopted daughter who eventually rebelled because she found out she was from another realm was also kidnapped as a baby she's like trying to do a let's all get together peace thing. She's trying to unite everyone, um, you know, and have a, uh, a collective of different, different groups. Right. And so she tries to broker peace between the centaurs and the Shokan. Mm-hmm. She successfully does so in order to defeat a common enemy, basically like the Lucifer of Mortal Kombat, who has been a ruler in the nether realm is like, I'm going to conquer the realms. And she's like, Hey, we can put this shit down real fast. If we all work together. Okay. And she succeeds. Great. Motaro shakes. I think Goro's back at this point. He shakes Goro's hand. They're like, we are friends. Uh, they defeat Chinook. A union is formed. It's great. Everyone's happy. It's a happy time. A time of peace passes. Until it does not. Until the next game came out. And Until then... the next game, which was called uh, Armageddon. Okay. So there was not peace. Right. That peace was done. Yeah. Uh, it was literally the end of the world. Stakes. That makes sense. That's the definition of Armageddon, right? Yeah. Cool. Like, quite Got literally. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is uh, Shao Kahn returns. Uh, he sparks yet another war because he says to the Shao Kahn, like, y'all know I'm going to be in charge again. You might as well sign up for Team Shao Kahn right now. And they're like, duh, Okay. They go to war with the centaurs. We're like, we're still Team Katana. She was nice to us. Right. Um, and so this like civil war happens in Outworld again for no reason. Everyone could just go do their own thing. It's mostly out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, familiar. Yeah. And uh, that escalates to a point where this is some wild shit. Oh, this is gonna be wild. This is <laughs> this is gonna be even wild, even by the things you've you've heard up to this point. The Shokan go. We're sick of the centaurs. Let's place a curse on them using some of our magic. Let's turn them into minotaurs. Oh, wow. Let's take they away curse their do, back legs. They could do anything, and they were just like, I think they just have too many feet. Now, I'll tell you. A too lot many of, feet came back around. Too many feet did come back yeah. around. They were like, what do we hate about them? First off, all oh, their dumb legs. Let's get rid of them. Should we chop them off? No, let's do magic. I will say there's a very funny reason. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff in Mortal Kombat lore is literally a workaround for like, what do they have to do for the next game? Right. Like physically. Uh, literally, it was that they were like, well, it's the first time that Motaro is going to be playable. Mm-hmm. And we do not know logistically how to deal with that. A lot of keeping <laughs> up front legs and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. So and and Rearing. Armageddon was a Mortal Kombat game where they were like every character who's ever been playable will be in this game. Right. So they already had to design like sixty characters, and it was like Xbox original Xbox era, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh no, how do we do Motaro? This is a mistake." That's funny. And they were like, "So we'll give him two legs, and then he can just yeah." And we'll say that they were cursed. <laughs> They're cursed feet. Yeah. This was a game that directly preceded um, a reboot. So, <laughs> so uh, it was, they were really hitting their limits. So anyway, the show con are like, fuck, this minute, fuck those guys. They're minotaurs now. That's, yeah, that's that'll our, show our them. curse. And Motaro's like, this is horrible. We loved being centaurs. It was our whole brand. I vow to exterminate the Shokan. He's like, where are my organs now? It's hard to know. Now, I, well, the worst thing is now I know exactly where my heart yeah. is. <laughs> and so do they. My stomach is now not the size of a horse. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole thinking was like, Shiva, we didn't know where his heart was and that's why you didn't kill him. Right. Duh. I know how to kill the centaurs. Should we cast a death spell on them? No. We'll get rid of the back parts and then we'll know where their heart is. I, I, I think we solved it. Yeah, so honestly, it was a really smart thing that they did. And it probably didn't have anything to do with logistics. It was a genius move. Yeah. It was actually, like, really smart. <laughs> Almost as smart as what happens next. So, uh, Motaro says, I vow to exterminate the Shokan. The Shokan say, now that we know where their hearts are, we can strike. And uh, the war to end all wars between the Shokan and the Centaurs is about to happen until the real war to end all wars occurs, the War of Armageddon. Uh, basically, yada yada prophecy. It's always been that eventually all the warriors in all the universes would get too powerful and they'd go to war and the war would kill everyone except for one person who would attain the power of the one being. And so basically anyone you've ever heard of had to go fight in this battle because only one person was going to survive it. And uh, Motaro uh, decided to fight with the forces of evil, which included Shao Kahn, and uh, he died. R.I.P. Died for real. But reboot. Uh, the people who made it to the top of this like prophetic pyramid um, were Shao Kahn and Raiden. Okay. And Shao Kahn is the person who attained the godlike power that would allow him to be basically become the one being and control all the realms, yada, uh-huh. yada. Um, but Raiden was like, I can't let that happen. So he sent a message back in time to his younger self, a very vague message. The message, he must win. He didn't say who had to win, just he. And it created a reboot timeline that was kind of like the Star Trek reboot, where it was like, well, it is not technically erasing everything that happened. It's more like it's all going to happen again, but different. Right. And let me tell you what happened to Mataro in this timeline. New Mataro story. And uh, umlaut Mataro. <laughs> so uh, once more, Mataro is trying to jockey for position as Shao Kahn's servant. Uh, yada, yada, Goro loses. Yada, yada, he loses another tournament. Time to invade Earthrealm. Motaro, you're going to be the head of my death squad. Motaro goes, goes to Poughkeepsie. He goes to Poughkeepsie. Is it Poughkeepsie? I don't know. That's okay. how I pronounced it yep. when I was eight and only read it in Pokemon. Perfect. Um, so... <laughs> uh, so he goes to Poughkeepsie. He sees a Johnny Cage poster. He's like, time to go kill that dude. He storms on up to Johnny Cage. They start fighting. And then Raiden flies up and goes, Johnny Cage, I can't let you die. And fucking throws a thunderbolt through Motaro. And Motaro dies at the end. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's Motaro in the new timeline. Motaro dies. 
slayed by Raiden uh, when he was supposed to have his big moment, and uh, no more Mataro. Wow. He never got to trot through the CIA to find that portal. Not a single moment of, of glory, no CIA trotting. One thing that... Uh, and he had four feet. And he had four feet. He at least died with all four feet instead of the two that he died with in the last timeline. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing that a few people have pointed out that I do think is funny is that technically in the new timeline, uh, the shit hit really hits the fan. And like all the heroes that I've mentioned, like Luke and Katana, they all die really early. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually like a way worse timeline for all the quote good guys. Right. It all kind of started with Motaro dying. <laughs> like he died and because of that, Shao Kahn was like, then my queen who I've resurrected needs to be more powerful uh, in order to deal with these good guys. And so he like supercharged her with like a million souls. And then she went and like killed her daughter Katana and like killed all of the good guys. And that caused Liu Kang to fight Raiden and then Raiden killed Liu Kang. And so it did create like a butterfly effect. You know, you could argue the butterfly effect started a lot earlier than Motaro. Right. But you could also argue that Mataro was the most important person in the entire Mortal Kombat universe. I mean, it was certainly the first red flag. Yeah. He was like where things really went awry, if you think about it. This is fascinating information. (laughs) Especially now that it's really the only deep lore I know about Mortal Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you exclusively. I'll be like, guys, I don't know anything, including like really how to play it as button mash. But... Are you guys Mataro fans? Because I've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Y'all like centaurs? That is really the ultimate The ultimate uh, goal of this podcast, I think, is by the time I'm done and I've done like 60, 70 episodes, there's going to be like 60 or 70 people that live in Los Angeles and know everything about one Mortal Kombat character. And you are the god that knows all of it. Yeah. So it's really about me having like an Elder God style power trip. You and your loyal listeners. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you guys. I'm just hoping that like at parties at some point in the future, if we get to do parties anymore after this pandemic's over, um, you know, like you're there and like Megan Amram's there and you're like, did you do Ben's podcast? Dude, Motaro is crazy. And she's like, oh, I didn't do Motaro. I did uh, Fujin, the wind god. And then you guys just spend like a half hour talking about It's just that. all we're ever going to talk about from here on out. That's like my fantasy of what happens after this podcast. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know. Who else do you know that's been on this? There's probably other people. Someone I'm else sure. shows up and is like, oh, you guys talking about Mortal Kombat? I could tell you anything about Ermac. So so niche, but I mean, yeah. really, it's, it would just be impressive for whoever comes into the conversation. Be like, oh, we're just talking about niche Mortal Kombat lore. Yeah. It's my altruistic uh, movement to try to improve LA party culture. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. One Thanks. one little bit at a time. Yeah. But the reality is that no one remembers. They walk out the door and it's all been instantly I think this forgotten. It's going to stick with me for a long time. Great. Uh, we'll check in like a month. Perfect. Sounds Great. good. You can give me a quiz. Uh, so that's it for, for Motaro. Uh, just to do a quick Motaroratum. Um, do you have any final thoughts on the centaur? I just think, uh, don't get distracted doing your magic, man. You got to keep your wits about you. And also don't do rude magic. Don't yeah. do revenge magic. Yeah. If you're going to do magic, don't do it out of spite especially in a distracted manner yeah or at least yeah if you're gonna do spite like don't put on your horse blinders yeah have a <laughs> have a have some awareness yeah i think that's yeah. good advice of people and places and things and wash your hoofs wash your hoofs for 20 seconds 
um, and make sure you get the backs of your hoofs and in between your little, the cloppers. I don't know if the different, like the bisected parts of a hoof have different like names. I'm not sure. But wash betwixt them. Watch, wash betwixt. <laughs> don't forget to wash betwixt and your And don't hoofs. touch your face with your hooves. Yeah. Which I don't think physically they could. Probably But then not. again, I don't know. You didn't think horses could sit. I think they can. So yeah. maybe I only think that horses can't touch their faces. We know nothing about horses. No, we're out. smart people who know nothing about horses and everything about at least one Mortal Kombat character. Exactly. Great. Uh, well, that brings us to the very last segment of the episode, Shannon, uh, which is called Choose Your Destiny. It's where I ask you, uh, now that you know the various realms, various types of creatures and characters that exist in Mortal Kombat and the factions and all that, um, who would you like to be in the world of Mortal Kombat? Who is the Shannon Woodward in the Mortal Kombat universe? You know, are you a person? Are you a centaur? Are you a, a Shokan? Um, are you a lizard person? I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm just going to stick with centaur. I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. Yeah. And I'd like to be tall. Okay. So you're a centaur. Um, do you have like a thing? Like, are you a warrior centaur? How do you see yourself fitting into like centaurian culture? I, I mean... I'm a traditionalist. I'd like to have a bow and arrow, I think. Okay. You know, I think that's fun. And 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 if we're going to if we're going to go to the US and they're like, "Yo, you want some other weapons?" I'd be like, "Sure, I'll take a rocket launcher." Hell yeah. Yeah, cuz you can really gallop at speed with that where I feel like people would have a hard time doing that. We could really like just get some velocity there and just Do you run think that would that be like a launcher. problem though? Like what if you like fire a rocket and but you're running too fast cuz you're a horse and then you accidentally run into like the splash zone of like the explosion um i i mean i think i, <laughs> I think, also don't know much about rockets so I, I just think you have to probably learn how to use it before you use it but i i, I think i would do that okay yeah. fair what's like your fatality then is it is it firing uh, many projectiles i actually would like to imagine it's like you do like a roundabout where you're standing on your back or your front legs and you're just kicking with your back hoofs and oh. it just penetrates the body okay yeah and then so you gotta like, like shake the back leg off because you just really destroyed <laughs> that person uh that's gory i like it um cool where are you putting your heart i think it goes in the chest okay yeah. you like the human chest yeah i think so so traditional human location yeah i think like the the most of the horse body should be stomach okay and i like to keep the heart away from the the digestive tract so Smart. That's your, that's your like punch up note for human biology is like digestive tract could be farther from the heart. I mean, I think it's like, it's relatively far from the heart. But it could be farther. No, I, like I if mean, you had if, more horse body to work with, to, you'd push it farther away. If you're going to have to eat as much as a horse. Right. I'd, I'd like to keep them separate. So you're like putting away hoagies, firing bows and arrows, getting your hands on some rocket launchers once you get to death squad status. And doing some really mm. dangerous back back hoof kicks oh hell yeah yeah that's my shit man i love it that's some good that's some quality centaur thank you well shannon thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so much for having me um i hope it lived up to whatever expectations you had for what this was going to be it was absolutely enlightening delightful could i couldn't ask for anything more well thanks a lot uh where can people find more shannon woodward do you have anything exciting coming up that people should should Ooh, look out for well the next the next thing i got coming out is uh the last of us 2 may 29th mm -hmm. uh so look out for that yeah i'm sure literally everyone listening is already looking out <laughs> for last well of us yeah two, but so i'm in that and uh, super that's look cool. out for yeah. it yeah and uh, where can people find you on on, so, on social? At Shannon Woodward on uh, Twitter and, and the Instagrams. Easy peasy. Hit me up. Cool. 
You know where to find me at Ben Meckler. No C, just a K, like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, and great. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, finish him. <laughs>